0: Um
1: Podcasts. What's interesting for me, I don't know if you ever feel this or not, but there, I don't want to be critical of the team, but I do think there's times when we're talking about the Eagles where I think to myself, okay, you know, not everything they do is correct. There sure. are, they're going to make mistakes. Like, what am I missing here, right? But I'm being honest, when you think about the last, you know, however many years, honestly, like full calendar year, the Jordan Davis one, I remember I wasn't that into, but then after meeting Jordan Davis, I understood it more, whatever. What's what's crazy about the Eagles and what I think the Peter Schrager thing is hinting at is maybe not all their moves work out, but at the time of their moves, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So so when you're offering instant analysis on TV or when you're writing columns or doing pods or Twitter or whatever, there's just not been a lot of moves where they make them and your initial reaction is, well, that's weird, right? You know, they, they didn't take... Uh, who is the tackle out of Tennessee? Darnell. Darnell, Wright. Darnell. Like, if they would have taken Darnell Wright at 10, yeah. that would have been a move where I think people would be like, whoa, that's out of the box. Like, let's figure out what we think about this. But a lot of moves that they make, again, trading for A.J. Brown, awesome move. Taking Devontae, awesome move. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts was definitely the last one where yeah, people, it where people Hurts. it. it yeah. was a, two days Hurts, back yeah. to
0: back. It was that was the last time. That was the last moment.
1: But it's been a really we, long, we had yeah. those
0: moves with Howie. Like now, you know, it's been a really
1: right. long time since he's made a move. Where like three years, where it it's was a like head scratcher. Years, it's crazy. It's already three years. But, like,
0: you know, yeah. When,
1: uh, when I was at Jalen's presser, he kept talking about um how he's been in the league for 3 years And the first two times he said I thought to myself oh that that's he's not wrong right, about but, that but yeah. whatever right but uh, yeah you you block 2020 out yeah, of your head Yeah big time
0: um, for, for many reasons Right yeah. but
1: but it's weird I mean you know like I do the the National NFL pod thing I do every once in a while like I try not to talk about the Eagles there but it's impossible not to talk about them. Like, if I'm doing a pod about the best teams in the league, the Eagles are there. If I'm doing a pod about the best quarterback, the best head coach, Sirianni and Hurts are there. Who just had the best draft? If Yeah, who had the best draft? Like, what was the best value pick? So, it look, it's a good time uh, to be in the Eagles content game. It's a good time to be an Eagles fan. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say, honestly. I mean, we have the the title of this is, what would you grade the draft? I it's mean, plus. it's an, it's an, an everyone. A. Everyone, it's an A.
0: I've not seen it. I think I saw an A- minus somewhere, and it was like, what are you thinking? Like right. you know, It's like crazy.
1: And he, yeah, and if I if I really want to nitpick, I could sit here and go, you know, too many Georgia guys, and we're going to talk about that a little we'll more. We'll get to that. But, but, yeah, I mean, everything he's doing is making sense. Uh, to the point of other general managers should just be better, this is what I was trying to say around the Hertz contract. There's just dumb general managers. Mm-hmm. Like, there just are. Again, the older I get – I think I've said this on the pod before, but I'll say it again. When you're younger, I think there's this perception that everybody that's in their role is competent. Is competent and that like is, is there by merit yep. and that earned no it, doubt. right? And now that I'm older and I'm around some of these guys, and I'm not talking about the Eagles, I'm talking about like league events. Yeah, sure. You sit there and, and you're just like, like, how is this guy running a team? Yeah. So so I, I think that's part of it with Howie too, where and honestly, Lurie deserves credit for totally. it where he has stuck with him. And I think Howie is such a good example. Of giving people time, yep. I've said this before, but Howie should have been fired multiple times in the job cycle of how the NFL world works. There's probably two or three times where he should have been fired. He was fired essentially. Well, right?
0: uh, yeah, to that point, just the fact that he wasn't, he could have been fired after twenty twelve in, 2016, in some ways, Especially though, like with that thing, the fact that Jeffrey, like kept him around like didn't just fire him there but was like I'm gonna give you a raise I'm gonna put you away for now but like I'm not getting rid of you like that Jeff deserves a lot of credit he does and then
1: also after I mean during the 2020 season Mm -hmm. I remember when the Eagles were going into Detroit with Nick Sirianni as a head coach it was actually 2021 that was 2021 yeah yeah. they're going into Detroit it was they just come off the Raiders loss if I'm not mistaken yeah and I remember being on the pregame show and them saying if if they lose, like if they lose this game today, do you think Sirianni would be fired? And I said, if anybody should be fired, it should be Howie, right? So there have been a ton of moments where it's like, this thing could have gone the other way. And either through, you know, obviously the team went on a winning streak, which, which mattered, but how he has always survived, whether he should have survived or didn't. The end of the day, he's been doing this job for what eleven years now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when Andy was here, it was different because he wasn't the real general manager. Yeah, but like, yeah, but know, he's wh- seen everything. Mm-hmm. He's won Super Bowls. He's lost Super Bowls. He's had good seasons. He's had bad seasons. He's had high picks. He's had low picks. He's had quarterbacks. So, so much of why he's good right now is just experience and learning from it. I mean, we we talked about on Go Birds Radio how. All the decisions he make he makes now, you can point to when he's had similar types of decisions and he's made either he's the wrong one or um, a different one. Yeah, no doubt. So it's looks like he's learning from his uh from his mistakes. Uh, you know, the suits are fly, the beard looks good. I mean, the guy is just the guy is winning at life right and now. And he You know, he hit on, on Travis Scott uh sneakers for the draft. I mean, he's just he's clicking on all cylinders. And maybe one day he'll, you know, there'll be mistakes and there will be a day when Howie's no longer here. But um, it was funny when, before you came in here, uh, you were doing something real quick before we started to record, and me and Fritz were talking about how it, it's funny now that we're, we've are we been doing this for a while. We can make historical references of, like, so everyone's saying Steph Curry's Game 7 yesterday was the best Game 7 ever, and it's like, get out of here. Kyrie and LeBron in 2016 were better. More important game, they played better. And so, you know, in 20 years, when me and you are still doing this, hopefully, um, we'll be able to sit here and say to people that are either new or younger or whatever. Yeah, this general manager is good, but let me tell you about the run Howie Roseman had. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what we're living through right now. You know, yeah, it's just it's, it's an all time
0: heater. It's one of the 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 biggest heaters a general manager in this city has and he ever knows been it. on.
1: That's what I'm saying. He uh, knows yeah, it, and
0: he's he's vibing it. He's feeling it, and and I do think it comes from experience and reps and going through things and having the opportunity to set things right. Because a lot, to your point, a lot of. General managers don't get that opportunity. A lot of general managers don't get yeah. to rebuild multiple times. Don't get to see what that's like. What caused the downfall? How do I come back from it? Like all that type of stuff is yeah. valuable experience in that role that a lot of people don't get to have enough of to really know how to respond and how to get better and all that stuff. And I mean, I mean Hurt, it's a massive. Hurts thing.
1: almost didn't get it right. Like yeah. they're well,
0: they no, the way the the and not for that, long, yeah. right? I mean, that's exactly the the, the the thing people always say, and it's it's right. So uh yeah it's um it's been it's been amazing watching this guy just operating at a different level than other people are operating at like he's like masterclass like he is he was out there doing things that general managers in the NFL don't do I said on the last pod I think he's the best wheeler and dealer in the history of the NFL and I don't even think that's a bold statement because they didn't used to wheel and deal that much mm-hmm. like wheeling and dealing is a somewhat relatively yeah. new thing to the NFL and how he is he again to the point where people like don't trade with howie roseman other general managers are mad about it like this guy is is he is not just operating at, at a uh, different level than he's operating at. he's operating at a different level than every other GM in the sport well, like he, we talked about it. the andrew brand he's a competitive he's yeah. a marketing efficiency. he's a
1: competitive advantage what, what I think's crazy too is there's obviously je- jealousy about howie within the league and you know I'm at these league events I, i'm not howie is popular so don't take this the wrong way but howie is not mr hanging at the bar with four different general managers in front of everybody. And this is just what I see, right? But I guess the point I'm making is how he is able to have people be jealous of him, not be, you know, top dog in the room, cool guy, and still be maybe the most informed general manager in the league. It's unbelievable. And I think that's it's a real skill, whether it's hiring the right people to have around him who are getting information for him, whether it is him. Um, He said once, I I forget where he said this, and I'll credit uh, Zach Berman of the athletics. I heard him bring it up recently. Howie said like his biggest fear is going to bed at night and there's a player available that he doesn't know is available. And I think that's what you see in in how he makes moves, right? Uh I did think he was lying a little bit when he said that we had no interest in upgrading the running back room, but then DeAndre Swift became available so we jumped at it. Like you wouldn't jump at it if you weren't looking to upgrade, but whatever. The fact is when players become available, he's he has former relationships. He, he has history with players. He has history with agents. So he's able to make things happen quickly. Yeah. It's been, uh, again, also really quick. Auto download. and Uh, leave five star reviews. This might just be the way we do it. You know, they're not like right off the top, but six or seven minutes in. um, look, I'm We'll just say it. We hit auto download. It helps the pod and leave a five star review because it makes me feel better. Deep down, it makes James feel better and it helps the pod too. So, it does it for Elliot. Yeah, yeah. we're and trying it, to be better at reminding people yeah. other pods. Yes! do it. Yes, uh, other pods do it all the time. Exactly. We don't. So we, we would don't appreciate think about these it things. if you're listening now. You're enjoying this. You've enjoyed we just the dress stuff. Out. Yeah, you
0: know, and then
1: you know. But yes, it would be really nice. It would, be it would, very would really
0: nice. mean a lot to us. And honestly, it would help help people find the podcast and all that. And that's ultimately well, you know, trying to grow this community. Exactly.
1: So let me ask you this: Yes, do you think we're missing something with Howie?
0: No, I, I look, and again, I think the point. Look, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's so dumb to grade a draft in the moment, and it is in a lot of ways. I get well, that, I, but it, hold on, hold on, I'm going yeah. there. Relax, I got okay, it. Yeah. What I'm saying is I like. Know you got it. Obviously, we won't know what these players are, but I think it is not dumb to grade a draft in the moment because you're just grading it on value, on perceived value, on what people thought, you know, and all that, where guys should have gone versus where you got them, how you maneuvered to get those guys. So I I do think it is fair to grade, and it's a different thing. It doesn't mean that those guys are automatically going to be superstars and vice versa with other players. It just means given the situation and the draft board the way it fell, it was able to take advantage of the situation and create value for themselves. Yeah. And now he's a master at it. And he was masterful this weekend in so many spots. I'm going to get to the Georgia thing in a second. Um, but, you know, how he to, to that point, you know, I think that the, all you could do is look at it in the moment, in the situation. Everyone's given the same deck of cards, essentially, and, and who wins the poker game, how he won the poker game this weekend.
1: Yeah, and there's been this push on Twitter to say, you know, because there's been a lot of articles about how the Eagles' value that they got compared to where players was supposed to go is really, really good. Keely Ringo in the fourth from right, mm-hmm. the fourth round. Um, you the know, seventh obviously seventh rounder was projected to go in right. The fifth, so like all, all those kind of Nolan Smith at thirty, even Jalen Carter, a lot mm-hmm. of value there. Even if it's four or five picks in yeah. the top ten, that's big. So there's been a lot of pushback on. Well, you know, this just shows draft boards were flawed, and I see some logic in that. But I also think it's important to note that those draft boards that are made, whether whether it's whoever they, some of these draft boards do come from people talking to people around. Most the league. of them do exactly. So like, I would Daniel guess
0: Jeremiah is doing a draft board by talking to people around the league. Like he has his own opinions of players, right? But his his mock draft or whatever is done based on what he's hearing, not what he's thinking.
1: I would guess every single general manager in the league would have told you Nolan Smith was going to get drafted before 30. Absolutely. So so there is truth to it that when it comes to where they got players now. Last year, we said Nicobe Dean in the third was a steal. It could end up still being a steal. But there is truth to the fact that, yes, these guys have to perform. But at the end of the day, you're right. It's a card game. like It's a poker match. And how we got the best value out of his picks. And it's not just us saying it. It's everybody saying it. And that's what makes me feel more confident in being like, are we missing something? Are we too close to the situation? It's everybody saying that the Eagles had, if not the best draft, you know, top three, top two, whatever. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody.
0: Like, every single draft expert, any national talking head, like, everyone across the league. Again, to the point where Peter Schrager has to report that other general... Like, I can't say that enough. Like, Peter Schrager had to go on the NFL Network yeah. and report that there are other GMs that are mad that how he's getting too much praise. Yeah. Like, that's how masterful this guy was this weekend. Say what you want about, you know, again, like, yeah, do better if you don't want how to get praise. But regardless, like, the-, the idea that it was to such a... The fervor support of what how he was doing across the league was so loud that yeah. general managers felt upset about it. Like that's crazy, man. And he deserves
1: he he deserves the praise from the weekend. We'll see how the does. picks play out, but yeah, it was a uh, it was you know, we'll talk about the final picks. I'm not a huge Tanner uh McGee guy, but we'll we'll get into that. But at the end of the day sure, Okay, so you don't like the developmental quarterback they yeah. I think we can get past that. Um but at the end of the day so you yeah. they got
0: a punter as a UDFA Yeah, buddy. I saw that, yeah. Let's the, go.
1: And the punter seems very cool for what oh, it's worth. Oh, he seems like a blast, Yeah, dude. and he he's got a leg. He's a kicker and a punter yep. too, which yeah. is you know, dude can do do it all. Well, and that's the other thing the Eagles have going for him. It is so, funny that I think there's a lot of like he's like as excited or Eagles fans are as excited for him as they are for like anyone in the draft I know, other than like Jalen Hurter, maybe. Um, but the other thing the Eagles have going for him right now in terms of clicking on all cylinders is people want to come here. So when DeAndre Swift obviously he's from Philly, so that's a unique situation. But when DeAndre Swift finds out he's going to be traded by the Lions, of course he's like yes, I want to come to Philadelphia. It's an awesome place to go. If you're a UDFA, if you're this punter, you're saying, yeah, I could be punting in the Super Bowl if yep. I go to this team. If you're Eli Ricks, the cornerback at Alabama they signed, who I really like, and you know, there's no clear path to him playing here, but he's probably looking and going, yeah, Like, why would I not want to go play in Philadelphia, where I'd have a chance to win? They develop guys. They've shown they give UDFA real chances to play and and to make the roster. Started last year for so it it just feels like all the hard work that Howie has done and everyone in in the building is is paying off. Like at the same time.
0: Well, and it's also interesting. And you pointed this out to me. uh, You tweeted it out about the. um, It is interesting the shots that they're taking on players. Like obviously, you know, Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. That's. You know what they right. are. But you look later in the draft and Ringo's an example of someone who, if the draft had been a year before, probably would have been a first round pick. Yeah. Uh this guy, uh, Ricks, uh like in that big well, board you saw so the, out, he yeah. was like that top five pick or whatever, right? Or top ten pick in that big board So the, the
1: the er, the way too early mock draft from yeah. last year on Bleacher Report had five guys that the Eagles selected going in the first yeah, it was, round. Like, it, like was it was Ricks. Two big two first rounders, but then it was Rick's Ringo. Nolan Smith,
0: Carter, and the quarterback. Yep. And the quarterback. So, so I do like the concept of especially guys later, like they've all these guys are five star recruits. They're taking athletes, they're taking, and then taking a shot on guys who maybe were super hyped up guys who had all this talent or whatever, but yep. had a bad year or a bad couple years or a bad situation or whatever. Like, take a shot on talent. I, I love that philosophy. Yeah.
1: No, I, I 100% agree. And I also think, we said this on Go Radio, but we'll, I'll repeat it. When you have a coaching staff that can develop and yes, that can teach, teach, then it makes more it makes more sense. Like if Love you this. if you have a coaching staff that hasn't shown they can make the most out of them, yeah, that's when you and this is you got all types of problems. Then, but that's when you take guys that are maybe more developed or guys that are are, are you know more ready to play right there. But if you have a coaching staff and hasn't look, Doug staff was not great at at developing right players. Yeah. Nick's staff has been. Guys have developed under him, so I, I can see why it makes sense to take those chances.